Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Junk Time AFL Podcast, best of 2015 edition. It's Michael here. Uh, Adam and I thought we'd cobble together again. A 2015 best of, ambitiously titled. I agree to that. I'll take you through some of the people who are going to appear on this podcast. Uh, usually it's me and Adam. Adam and myself. Sorry, I should get that right. Um, but we in order, so you can. When there's a different voice, you can. You know who it is. Uh, we've got Sam Simmons. First off, talking about something that happened between uh, two brothers on a field. We then have Charlie Clawson talking about Robbo. Who else would we talk about? We've got to talk about Robbo. We then have Ben Lomas talking about Clarko. And then we have Cameron Marshall talking about the time he went to Anthony Stevens's Bucks night, which is quite a remarkable tale. I'll also take you through some live shows. Uh, we have our live podcast during the Comedy Festival in Melbourne. We've got one show in March and uh, three in April on the Sundays at the Comedy Festival. You can go to uh, trybooking.com, type in Junk Time AFL Podcast, find your tickets there. We're going to have special guests, good times, lots of laughs. Actually, at the end of the podcast is actually something that happened at our first live podcast. Uh, you can hear that and, uh, and enjoy. I'm going to be doing live shows at the Perth Fringe. So go to fringeworld.com.au. You may not be in Perth. You may have friends in Perth. Let them know. I'm going to be there at the Pirate Bar from Australia Day, January 26, wearing a flag as a cape, as is my want, until the uh, 31st of January. And Adam himself is going to be doing shows at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Head to comedyfestival.com.au. So why don't we relive 2015. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy it. And we went to Bali for our yes, pre-season. Yes, for our pre-season. And we I went to a wedding in Bali, didn't we, Adam? We did go to a wedding in you nearly Bali. nearly died. You nearly died, didn't you, Adam? I did nearly die. That's I, great. I, uh, you had a peanut. I got pushed to the edge, Michael. <laughs> I went to the edge. I did. I'm allergic to nuts. I ate a peanut. I ended up in hospital. Great hospital over there. If really? you've never been, uh-huh. get over to it. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, if, you, if you're in Bali and you're thinking of... Um, you're thinking bintang at a dollar forty is a little expensive. <laughs> just get yourself on the the ethanol, uh-huh, yep. the ethanol buckets for what twenty five cents. Uh-huh. Just have a have a go because yeah, the yeah. hospital's there. Yeah, that will restore your vision within days. <laughs> so trust their trust their uh, their um, health um, system over there. It can bring you back to one hundred percent as I am now. And I lost a lot of weight because I couldn't eat. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't breathe, <laughs> but I couldn't eat. You look great. I um. Thank you. The one thing I noticed about over Bali was the uh, all the knockoffs of the footy jumpers and the like. Knockoffs. So, well, Mar- what? yeah. <laughs> so uh, you just that was pretty much the first thing I saw when I got to my hotel. I walk out and there's like all they these, know their market. All these there, shops with footy jumpers. Yeah. And I saw one guy one day walking down the street, thongs, mm. shorts. Wearing an Eagles jumper. Good. And to, I don't know why, but the, an Eagles jumper, it was just the perfect jump of him to be wearing. 
an Eagles jumper. So, somehow just that, that was like the perfect one of all the teams to be wearing. So which, which Eagles one are we talking? Are we talking the it bluish was, one or the yellow, more yellow one? the Hawaii one, yeah. The, yeah, so more yellowy white. Yeah, yeah. See, which reflects the sun. There we he go. He was being sun smart. Sun smart, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it wasn't Daniel Kerr. Like, he had shoes on and stuff. Cousins. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, they, um, one thing I noticed, though, uh, is that Flying a jet star flight to Bali is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But also, uh, it was kicking off at the boarding gate. And I turned to the guy next to me and we started laughing about the people who were talking about the neck tats they were going to get and stuff like that. Yep. And, uh, and we got chatting about football because football is the great equaliser, even more so. Got onto the topic of Matt Spanger. Uh-huh. He knew Matt Spanger. Matt Spanger, Spanger, is the great equaliser of life. That's what I've discovered. No matter where you are in the world, you can be in a boarding gate at Tullamarine Airport. Yep. You can find someone who relates Matt Spanger to you. So even if the customs guys at Bali find four kilos of heroin in your bag, yeah. you just go, I know Spanger. You go, Spanger! And they, and they go, go, come on through, mate. Yeah. Sorry, we didn't realise. I actually flew Because that's what happened. That's what happened to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I actually flew on the same flight as Carlton fullback Michael Jamison. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Perfect. And he's very good at his job. I went to eat my lunch and he just knocked it clear out of my hand. <laughs> so third man up, he was very good. Well, we were, when we were there, Brian Lake was there as well with Cooney because they put up on Twitter having a kick. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They want to kick on an oval. Yeah. I was having to bump into, bump into Brian. That would have been he great. He would have had a field day oh, with bargains. Oh, God. <laughs> he wouldn't have known what to do. Oh, he would have been like just, just yeah, yeah, you know, twitching. <laughs> <laughs> How much for a massage? That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, can I offer a quick little quote from a press conference yesterday that a um, uh, long-time Junk Time fan, Martin, heard? And uh, I didn't see this myself, but he sent me a message and he said that uh, Nathan Buckley in his press conference after oh, yeah. the game in the UNAD Challenge, the, the Pies got pent by the um, Bulldogs, I believe. The young Western Bulldogs. Um, who bet on themselves to win, yeah. by the way. So they, they cleaned up. Their I bro. did not bet against them. <laughs> uh, you can bet on that. They, uh, Nathan Buckley came up with a quote. Yep. Uh, I'm sure you can guess what it was. Ten goal loss. He's not throwing out the baby with the bathwater. He's not going to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Yes, <laughs> why would you throw out the baby? This is great. Uh, if we can get every coach to say it this year. And that's not even after, like, a, a grand final loss, like, yeah. like horse. Like, this is a nab challenge. Mm. And he's committed. He's committed to keeping that baby in the bathwater as the well, longest possible. Well, see, I don't think the baby in the bathwater should be confined to big games. I think it's, it's worthy of a nab challenge to yeah. say that. Um, but I haven't said that. Like, surely for a nab challenge, so if there is any time you can throw a baby out of the bathwater, like you grand get, final, like that's a big occasion. Yeah. You know, you've got to look keep, after that keep baby. Keep the baby. <laughs> nab challenge, you're like, ah, there'll be another baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck the baby, man. You're trying you know, out younger babies. That... <laughs> I'd blame the baby. You go, it's the baby's fault. Yeah. So it and the bathwater. Why don't you keep the bath? You know, keep the bathwater. Keep the water. Fuck the baby off. <laughs> We're in a drought here, people. This is, this is global warming. We need to hang on to the bathwater. How many babies are born every day? Oh, dude, it's fucking, it's overpopulated. It's overpopulated, world. but we need water. We need water. Sheesh. We've solved it. I'm encouraging AFL coaches to throw babies out. <laughs> Keep the bathwater. That should be the phrase yeah. now. And we get busy on board so you can recycle your babies. We're not, we're not cruel. Hey, we're not animals. I have water. What a link. You saw something that was very special oh. that goes over water. Michael, I made the, uh, would you say it's a pilgrimage? Yeah, pilgrimage. It's, it's a, a Mecca. It's a junk time Mecca. It is a junk time Mecca. <laughs> I went to and saw and touched and urinated on the yeah. footbridge. <laughs> I saw Adelaide's footbridge. The mighty footbridge. How did it feel? So oh, uh, I could see it in the distance and I thought, mm-hmm. there's a bridge that goes from one side of it, like the bank of one river, yep. to the other bank of the river. Were you approaching it from the city end or from the football ground end? Uh... 
from the football ground end. So I was... Ah, uh, unique, so unique piece, angle. Was, yeah, hang on. Because I was in North Adelaide, so I was walking towards the footy ground, I guess, but along the river. Uh-huh. So I was alongside. Yep. So I was, yeah, on the north side of the river. Yep. If that makes sense. I know what you mean. Yeah. So I was, I was near one bridge, uh-huh. but that bridge was shit, man. Uh, bullshit. You know all that did? It just fucking took traffic. Ah, uh, boring. It took car traffic. Boring. I don't want that. And then there was another bridge I could see in the distance. Ooh, and you thought a mirage. Yeah, but that was, that was another bridge that had, that had car traffic on it. Oh, fuck that shit. I know. And then I shortened my vision and I went, <laughs> is, that a, is that a bridge just for, for feet? <laughs> And it was the footbridge, Michael, the footbridge. And I ran to it. I ran. Yep. I kicked my shoes off because I didn't. I wanted to touch. You went down, you rolled around on it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You got the feel for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Police arrived. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Um, Ahmed Saad played a uh, trick on his uh, club doctor. So Ahmed Saad, he was banned for... Was it two years he got? It was... uh, a year and a half, wasn't it? Yeah. So he was banned because he took... Uh, he drank an energy drink, which yeah. is banned on game day. Yes. Could have done it any other time. He could have, yeah. He drank it live on the TV show Game Day. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and he was banned for two years, but uh, he's got a sense of humour when he came back. He was redrafted oh, to St Kilda. Very funny. Very funny, man. He went in and told the club doctor... Yep. That he'd been taking steroids. Oh, rolling oh. in the aisles. Oh, Ahmed, oh, give this man his own show. He's done it again. Yeah. And then he uh, he ripped off his clothes and he was wearing women's underwear. Yeah. And the doctor chased him around a pole. Yeah, it was great. And then uh, they sacked him and he's never repl- <laughs> never going to play again. So it worked quite well with him. So what do you do? Just wander in and say they uh, filmed it. I think they filmed it for the club website. I think he was put up. So could I watch that if they? Actually, I think you might be able to. Oh, cool. Okay. On the St Kilda website. They're, they're love jokes down Yeah, Kilda, they're you know? having a good time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like season 2014. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> that time it? when they got rid of Scotty Waters, like yeah. just before the season started, oh, it was very uh, funny. It was very funny. Uh, was good, very, good stuff. Yeah, good good stuff. They said times, dwarf yeah. on fire. It was yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> they are a very funny team down in St Kilda. <laughs> they love a good prank. Remember that Blighty for, for like 16 weeks? That yeah, Blighty, that they paid a million dollars for it back in 2001. Fucking hell, mate. It's <laughs> Get on them. Sainers. And that time when they, they almost won the grand final. And they said, time, yeah, let's do a little toe poke, baby. that thing with Milne. Oh, <laughs> very funny. Man, that team knows how to have a joke. Nude photos. Yeah. Good times. Taya, who loves a joke, is uh, James Brayshaw. Yep. He's, uh, he's not happy. Yep. Can you say what he said that uh, North Melbourne have? Yep. Derm. He said, Derm, it's the worst stadium deal in the world. Derm. He's pretty, I'm, I'm pretty angry. Yep. I'm putting up the Dukes. I'm going to go up to Ellen, Ian Collins. I'm going to hit him in the bonds. <laughs> there'll be Claret. Claret, definitely Claret. <laughs> and then there'll be the big Ralph. <laughs> uh, so he said that North Melbourne has the worst stadium deal in the world. No, we just got that, mate. We heard from John. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. I don't know why you're cameo. repeating it. <laughs> I'm a man of a million voices. <laughs> uh, and he uh, said basically what happens. I actually don't know how they... I imagine it's not James who signed this deal. Because um, he wouldn't be coming out saying how ridiculous yeah, it true. was. He'd be like, whatever, whatever, fucking idiot, on this deal. <laughs> um, but he says basically, if they get 40,000 people at a North Melbourne home game, which. Is Ahmed Sartre writing this stuff? <laughs> Who is writing this kid? Oh, I nearly, I nearly cut, choked then. Okay, so in the fictional, in this alternative universe. <laughs> Yeah, if, uh, if North Melbourne get 400,000 people to a game in a fictional stadium that they're going to build. I played this uh, country game in, in Horsham many, many years ago and there, was the, there were these two brothers 
who got into a fight with each other awesome. on the field. On the awesome. same team. Wait for this, though. During the fight, one of them did a shit in his head <laughs> and threw it at the other brother. In Horsham. Just in the, in, imagine that rage, that moment of like, I'm so angry yeah. at you right now. And just heaved one out and just threw a shit at his brother. It was so Horsham. It was great. So let's just look at that from a match review panel. That's, uh, that's intentional. In, intentional. It's, um, um, yeah. it's high. High contact. Fecal. It's fecal. That's three match fecal. instance. Oh, God. Imagine oh, someone just yelling at that fecal, get off. Yeah. Just the uh, coordination, too, to be able to kind of swing punches and hold someone off while at the same time... <laughs> Were they wearing the away shorts? Were they in what? Oh, <laughs> I need to know details. Um, and so the we... thing is, people would remember you for that, too. They wouldn't remember the day that you kicked out. No. They'd remember the day you threw a shit at your brother. Uh, you throw one shit at your brother while playing football. <laughs> That's all people bring up. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round nine, 2015. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man. Oh my God! What what is that? That that what what are you doing? That's that's horrific. Is that a war dance of some type, Adam Rosenbach? I I I I don't. That is what, what a Michael. Um, yeah. That is what our people do. We do what? the Macarena. What? And that oh. is the dance of our people. I don't so... understand it. Therefore, as a white middle-class man, I have to be angry about it. You're offended. I have to be offended by it. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'm absolutely furious about that dance that you were doing. Yep. And, and you should stop doing this is, what I want you to do. This is a dance of my people. We're from the Maldives, okay. and this is how we dance. Okay. So if you're affronted by that, Michael, then you should take your white, your white bread bullshit <laughs> and take it back to... I don't know, Xavier College. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Take it back to the MCC. If you can't handle it, that's how I dance. The home of Matthew Spanner, I might add, motherfucker. Yeah. And now the point, and Bill Shorten, but we don't talk about him. <laughs> now, we are obviously talking about the Adam Goods on the weekend on Friday night playing against... You know what I like about the Adam Good dance? Yeah. No one went too hard too early. <laughs> <laughs> the Fox footy coverage just sat back. They sat on it and went, we don't understand it. We're going to mull it over. <laughs> <laughs> we won't make any comment on it until we know the full story yep. of what he was doing. Yep. No, no, no. You know what we're going to do? We're going to get at the finest minds on it. We're going to get, we'll get Bar- Ralphie. We're get Barry we'll Hall. Get the buzz. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get Barry Hall. He's been in South Africa. He knows. He, he knows. knows about the culture. Yeah, he, <laughs> he knows. He knows cross cultures. He knows. We'll get the buzz. Yep. I mean, he tossed a KB. The man's bald. <laughs> he knows shit. And then we'll find out. And then you know what? We'll hand it to Andy Maguire because he's been really good. <laughs> <laughs> he's been really good lately with interracial issues. Oh, definitely, definitely, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> And then that way, with four white guys Help. solving the racial Help. issues of Help. Australia. Oh, it's, it's over now, actually. It's been solved. At, at halftime of that game, I, uh, what was about maybe 9 o'clock, maybe on Friday night. Yeah, it was, it was. I just kind of looked out my window. I looked out my window across, across my inner city suburb of Melbourne. <laughs> and people were hugging in the streets. <laughs> they were hugging. Because you know racism what? was over. It's the first time the AFL has ever... Um, cancelled um, uh, racial round, yeah. indigenous, indigenous, indigenous round. They went, yeah. it's solved. Like, what's we the don't point? need to do it We don't need to do this Michael anymore. Long, uh, stop your walk. Yeah, Longy's like, take a seat, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Get in the chair. Get the rickshaw. Yeah, fine. We don't care. Yeah, the, it's all The panel at halftime of Fox Footy <laughs> have cured everything. But guess who I saw at the game? 
Has to be your man. Our old friend, Jack Gunston's dad. Now, this is weird. I rock up, so I'm 10 minutes late. So you always see him at the G? I do, I do. I see so him the at MCG. the same location where I usually stand. Yep. Uh, I see Jack Gunston's dad, and then I showed up. I got my ticket, yep. show up, and he's standing at the top of the aisle that I'm sitting in. He doesn't work at Eddie Had. <laughs> no. Okay. And... I thought, what are the odds, okay? What are yeah. the odds of that happening? You have to say hello to him. Well, this is the thing, okay? This is what oh, I did. Okay? This is getting awkward. This yep. is what I did. So I, I've said before on the podcast, uh, I don't recognise anybody else at the MCG where I stand. Yep. So it's a floating mass. It's me and Jack Gunson's dad who seem to be the regulars in that spot. That yep. We like, you know, people at the game, they like their regular spot. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So I'm there. Get to Eddie Ed, And I'm thinking, I'm just going to try a little bit of eye contact. I'm just going to look Good. over. Just give a little bit of a... Is he wearing a Hawthorne scarf? No, no, actually. He should dress up a bit more. He's got money. Now, <laughs> and he, um, I, just, I do a little bit of a look over. And just a little half half nod, half smile. Yep. Fucking nothing. Oh, donuts like, from Jack Gunston's dad. I'm like JJD. Come on, mate. Yeah. That's shit. You're giving me nothing. Yeah. You give me the big donut if I yeah, can yeah. quote the bounce, which yeah. I regularly do. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, I don't know if he's still around for the rest of the game, but I, I looked around for him a couple more times. Okay, that's weird. And also there was a moment where, and I'm revealing too much, but little Jack uh, had a shot for goal, quite simple and missed. Fuck, he cracked it. Did he? He cracked it. He was like, Jack, and he got the record and he's smashing it in his hand. He's passionate, passionate about the game. So he wants his son to be a, a, a victor. Yeah, well, that's his fucking retirement. That's his superannuation right there. Yeah, right. But he's still giving you nothing. Giving me nothing. Giving you so, nothing. So I think I don't, I don't know when the next Hawthorne game is at the MCG. Mate, you've got to, you've got to nip this in the bud. You've got to approach him. Go, hey, what, what's year. your fucking problem? Yeah. JGD. <laughs> By the end of the year, I've got to get a, a nod from him at least. All right. Just we're a, aiming for a nod. Something. Just yeah. that I recognise that you are a person. Yeah, you're a creepy guy <laughs> you're a creepy who keeps guy. looking me out. What if he listens to this podcast? <laughs> well, he should. He should and maybe that's board. why he's giving you, worse. giving you nothing. Hmm. Next, next time. Next time. Next time, Actually, next time you see him, ask him if he wants to come on the potty. There we go. <laughs> why wouldn't he? He's a football fan. He's passionate. Yeah. He's got a lot to... He's got a lot. He's worked at several clubs. We can have a chat to him. Yeah, have a chat. Yeah, have yeah. a kept testing and strong. Uh, so well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I gave you nothing. Yeah. I know you're a little bit upset by that. That's JGD. That's his new name. Too. Yeah. Okay. So if you actually junk time is out there, if you see him at a game, give him a bit of hey JGD. Yep. And he'll be freaking out. Can't watch this. <laughs> what the fuck's that mean? <laughs> yep. That's JGD. We saw last night, despite the efforts of the North Melbourne Football Club to not have it happen, the fans were booing Adam Goods. And I, do, they, do they know why they're booing anymore? Is it just like everyone's gone, don't tell me not to boo, I'm going to boo him. So now yeah. they're booing him. I think it's, a ba- it's just becoming a really bad look. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty bad. They, I don't really know what the reason is. Yeah. Obviously, he's done, he's done something. <laughs> we just don't know what it is. Yeah, he's kept it quiet. But um, and he's done it to a lot of people too. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's very far-reaching. Yeah, I don't know actually, what he does, like whether, the country. He whether must he's have really a, done something really bad. Whether he's a family. telemarketer. Yeah, that's true. Actually. You know, it's like yeah. you sit down for dinner. Bring, oh, bring. Oh, what's it Brand two sign brand name medalist. Yeah. How do you like your phone company? You know what he had? Actually, now I know why. Now I know why. He for a long time part-time job. He was charity mugger. 
So you'd often see him in you the get streets. Off the train. You get off the train. And Goodsy would be there trying yeah. to raise money for the environment. And be like, oh, mate, you know how they smile and hold out their hand? And yeah, so if yeah. you don't touch their hand, you and look like a weirdo. He'd even mean. do a British accent oh, just to awful. really nail it. Yeah, no. And so, I mean, I can see why Goodsy did that. And also, I remember in the beginning of his career, actually, yeah. he was a parking inspector as oh, well. Fucking hell. Boo. Done by Goodsy many times. He came out, I misread the sign. Two minutes. I and he'd I be there because he's quick. He was an asshole. So we've uh, worked out why he's been booed. Yeah, and fair enough. Then people, I would boo him harder. Yeah, actually. Um, no, they showed, um, he was a ticket inspector too for a while on public transport. Oh, he was an I got asshole. nailed by Goodsy so many times. Eventually he'd just be like, he knew me personally. Well, remember when he hosted that talkback radio show on 2UE for a while? Yeah. That's when people really hated him. Yeah, he furious. He talked about putting Gillard in a Hessian sack and dumping <laughs> her in the water. Yeah. Goodsy, mate. You've yeah. got four. And his cash for comments. It was oh, atrocious. And unbearable. Now, <laughs> well, speaking of France, yeah. I believe that the man we, the, the uh, our intro was about was yep. uh, Signor, no, it's not Signor, Monsieur, Monsieur James Heard came back. Was he in France? Was that where he was? He missed. He basically he missed a weekend of training. He wasn't there for Friday, mm. which was a light skills day. Mm. But then he missed a full on training session on Saturday. He missed a full on one on Saturday. He night. did. So I think he left straight after the game in round eleven, maybe when they. I think uh, from the way they played, I think he left at half time. <laughs> he had a good. He had to get in business class. He, uh-huh. wanted, to, he wanted to appreciate the lounge, and because he can leave his car at Tullamarine, it doesn't cost him anything. Yeah, yeah. He can just walk from the headquarters yep. across to the airport. Yeah. No uh, wonder he'd coach Essendon. Um, well, saving no. on parking fees. I believe he went to France. I'm not entirely sure if he went to France. I imagine that's where he went initially to do it. Oh, no, didn't he go to Singapore as well? Oh, where hasn't he been? Oh, no, here we go. There's a little snippet of a headline. Heard has been criticised for a decision to travel to France during the season. So, what we don't know, we probably had to go over there and finish the degree, do the final exam. Yeah. But also, let's not forget, it's... Getting to kind of summertime, mm. the poodles are probably the poodles. <laughs> they'd be sitting top four now because they would know everything that Hurdy taught them last oh, year. They would just fill that A4 sheet of paper out. Yeah, <laughs> the Paris poodles would know exactly. And you know, but probably what happened was he went to yeah, um, getting the uh, un presenters. Yeah, <laughs> they would be all over that sort of stuff. But what he would have done as an experiment last year, where there would, but it would have been a man named uh, say Fra- Francois. Is that mm-hmm. a French name or is that just no, being no, stupid? I've got a hint. It might be French. Yeah. No, Napoleon. On the year. A man called Napoleon who he thought would make a really good backman, but mm-hmm. then heard he swung him forward and the poodles have suffered because it. Oh. He doesn't know what he's doing up for. Fucking bullshit. Fucking bullshit. Poor Napoleon. He wants to go back down back. He wants to be down back. That's where he belongs. Uh, you've fucked up another club, Hurdy. Yeah. You've ruined the Paris poodles. So he got criticised for uh, yeah heading off and he, he missed a couple of sessions, but now he's back and he says, hey, what's the big deal? We've been through a lot worse. I've done a lot worse. I was going to say, he took a whole fucking year off. I don't think two days is big. In the context of James Hurt, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's been talk, Adam, we keep on the Essendon theme for a moment. Why don't we? This is great fun. Um, because there was revelations uh, about the, the back and forth between Hurdy and um, uh, Australia's favourite golem impersonator, yeah, Paul, Paul Little. Little, Mr. Toll. Uh, and so he, uh, there's a new book coming out by Chip Legrand, keeping with the French theme, yep. theme once more. <laughs> <laughs> Fritz Legrand, as yep. he's known. In. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they talked. We've got a few text messages uh, between Hurdy and uh, Paul Little. I tell you what. Hurdy's phone, he must leave that lying around a lot. Because yes. when all that dank stuff was going down, they knew all the text messages. They did, didn't they? They find all that stuff out. Who and the fuck's the tapping into his... Put a, put a pin 
code on it, Hurdy? <laughs> what happens to when... It... Although his pin code's probably 5555. Five, 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 <laughs> but he just goes, just heard his phone? Bang, we're in. What an idiot. The man's a fool. No, it's AO... AOD964. And so... <laughs> so when a journo knocks on your door and says, oh, I'm just writing a book, do you mind if I just go through your phone a little bit? Yeah, hey, I just, no, no, I just no, no, need no, no, to text no. my wife. <laughs> yeah. Sure, go for it. Well, she's got my phone. Yeah. <laughs> and so Herdy, uh, back, this is back when they were negotiating the deal, the suspension deal. Mm-hmm. In 2013? In 2013, August of 2013. Yep. And um, Paul Little got pretty angry at Herdy. Why? We've got a few text messages here. All he did was bring in some dodgy businessmen into the club. I'll tell you what, you inject one player with Mexican walking fish blood... <laughs> And all of a sudden, Paul Little's fucking cracking in your ear. Come on, mate. I'm sure. You know what? Let's go down and have a chat to some of your truck drivers, Paul Little. You work for Toll. You've got some truckies there. Why don't they come down to the club and help you run a bit faster? You'll be able to play out six games in a row. Six-day break. Who gives a shit? Uh, there's a... Not that I want to cast aspersions on any truck drivers. If you're listening to this on your drive anywhere... Give us a beat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let us know what your 23rd hour of, 23rd hour of driving is going like. So it says, um, the, the message, OK? Mm-hmm. James, mm-hmm. fun more way to start a message Yeah, it is, too. because if yeah. I texted you, I'd just be like, hey, fuckhead. Yeah, definitely. Bang. Definitely. <laughs> James, AFL telling me you were trying to change the negotiated deal. I can't help you any further, James. Use the name again. Oh, God. As Fitzpatrick, which I'm presuming is Mike, current premiership captain, has the shits. And the total deal, total, capital T, so he's... (laughs) Bloody hell, he's very formal. (laughs) Mr. Little. Deal now has the wobbles up. So he's gone from formal to kind of, you know, cheeky. Yeah. (laughs) No, he's gone with the footy analogy. He's gone for that lovable humour we know for Little. Uh, uh, it's always a good idea to take on someone worth half a billion dollars. Yeah, absolutely. I'll have to cut you loose. I thought you and Hang on, I'll... he's cutting Hurdy loose in a text. If, if he ha- if 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 he if, if he's trying to change the negotiated deal, little saying I'm going to have to cut you loose. That is a face to face conversation, or at least through Hurdy's best, at least through Mark McVeigh. That, that, that's exactly what I was thinking too. Like it's a, I haven't got like to the end of the message yet. There's still two lines to go. That's a bloody long. Like he's it really read is, that. He's going to cut you loose. I don't want to read the rest of that message. And my heart's broken. That's a phone call, isn't it? Give me a call. <laughs> Give me a bloody call. You know what? At least send it. Send it in a package <laughs> via toll. It's free. That's a, that's a little telegram. Ship a little on. telegram over there. Yeah. James, AFL telling me that you're trying to change the negotiated deal. <laughs> anyway, I'll continue. I thought you and I had an agreement. I need to know this afternoon what your decision is, Paul. As if you want to know who Yeah, was. it's not like he's got it going, whose number's this? Oh, who's threatening to cut me loose from my job? <laughs> About this deal, I'm going to negotiate it. Who the hell is this? this Paul could be anyone. Yeah, that's probably how he kept his job. He just wrote back, who is this? I'm going to Paris. Sorry, off to Paris. Sorry, I forgot to add, smiley face. Oh, okay, well, that, that's fine. Classic little. Uh, and uh, the second message was reported, which reportedly came an hour and a half later. It said, Heard would be selfish not to take the ban. I'll start again. <clears throat> Message two. James. Again with James? Yeah. You've just messaged him and told him you've cut him in loose. He doesn't need to know. He, fuck. James. AFL have said they will not do EFC. I'm presuming that's Essendon Football Club. I'm going to go with you on that. Going to go out on a limb. Yep. Deal unless we stand you down. Oh, they're not going to do a deal unless they stand Hurdy down. 
What so happens? I'm enthralled. What yeah, happens? I, I need to know. Obviously, this is this is great uh, hooking in for the book. We want the book. This is clickbait. Classic, classic grand, Legrand. <laughs> Your decision not to take 12 months is going to impact the total club. This time, total in little t. Oh, okay. Not, not big t. Right. This dispute is about to get very messy because you won't take another six months, i.e. a total of 12. So I suppose James wanted half a year. Oh. If I was going, nah, you've got to take 12. So James was like, you know what, I'll take the first six off. Yeah. I'll, I'll head over, I'll have a Parisian winter. Yeah, oh, well, I'll tell you what, if it's from August, that means he could go, I can go now and come back come in back Feb. for round one. Start of 2014. Classic Hurdy. Mm-hmm. He's worked it all out. I don't need to play finals. Carlton will beat Richmond in the elimination. Mm-hmm. My job's done. We probably would have lost. <laughs> Humiliated myself before I went to coach the po- <laughs> Poodles. wouldn't have taken me on if I'd lost to the Tigers. No, no, and also the Poodles are very strong. You've got to coach your own club before you can go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Take on the heads of the Poodles. Yeah. That's why Luke Beveridge couldn't get a game with them before he coached his own team. I should mention that we're mentioning the Paris Poodles, which we were talking about last year, because I think we don't only talk about it in round two or three last year, so I think we need to probably clarify that. for The new, the new junk timers out there haven't caught up in the back catalogue. Yeah, I'll James Heard coached the Paris Poodles while he was over in France. Yes, I'll continue the, uh, the, the text. Fucking hell, he... F- that's, he again, a text, again it's another call. It's yeah. a call. How, how far after the... So there's been one. An hour and a half later, there was another one. Yes. How far after this one? Oh, no, this is the completion of the second oh, text. I'm still halfway hell. through. Yeah, it's a fucking gone with the wind saga hell, here. Mate. Keep it short. Bloody oh. hell. Tolstoy right here. Yeah. Have a cough, Adam. If you really want to do what's in the best interest of the club... All oh. right, you've already mentioned that. Stop harping on, buddy. Go back in time and don't inject... Help. No, um, no, I made that <laughs> And its players take 12 months. Anything else will be selfish. Paul. P.S. I can't sleep. Danky got anything left over. During the week, Josh Gibson and Brennan Goddard had a rib, a rib eating competition. A rib eating competition? Yeah. Like they you know what, though? Thing. You know what? Can I just say this? About fucking time. I know. You know how it's just been, just talk, oh, mm. mate, you couldn't eat fucking more ribs than me. And yep. they've just been at each other, yep. you know, just yep. constantly. Because they've both been around pretty much the same time. Uh-huh. And that's all you see on the field is just the rib-eating <laughs> gestures and it's like, oh, sticky fingers. Yep. It just went, just make it happen. Yep. Where, so did this, where did this occur? It happened at, uh, I'm going to presume Crown Casino, but I may not be quite right about that. Let me have a look. Because I'm surprised it didn't get more coverage. Like, if those two are going head-to-head, this is, mm. this is Pacquiao Mayweather. Yeah. <laughs> like, was this not on pay-per-view? No, no, not quite. Wow, fuck. No, it was that. Really? This is Goddard v. Gibson. Ah, uh, yeah, it was at Ribs and Burgers in Hawthorne. So in Hawthorne. Oh, fuck. Not Ribs and Burgers. Yeah, Ribs and Burgers, yeah. Not to be confused with burgers and ribs. <laughs> down the road. No, a different yeah. place. No, don't be an idiot. But I find it interesting, like, the, in a way I find it... Uh, so we're kind of bad for the diet. So Goddard had 18 and Gibson okay. had 16. Like, that's oh, a fair oh, oh, spoiler. You didn't, oh, oh, man, I didn't know who won. <laughs> I was going to predict. Um, but what's really interesting is that Colin Sylvia had 48. <laughs> he he was wasn't in the competition. I find that fascinating. <laughs> he was just walking past. He was just there. He was just like goes there every day. <laughs> There was a thing from um, Mark Robinson during the week, actually, which I found quite interesting. Robber? Yeah, Robert. <laughs> 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 he was talking more about the um, Love, the Collingwood players and the uh, their case that's going to come up at some stage. Yep. Is it Lockie Keefe and Josh Thomas? Yeah. Now, he, this is the stake, right? 
Uh, they ate steak. Oh, no. I think it was the no. steak that they snorted at the St Kilda <laughs> Festival. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. That steak. And Robo's kind of given a bit of a description. So I, kind of, I, I just kind of like this piece of pose, okay? Their story would be common. A day at St Kilda becomes a night on the tiles. Yep. Beers, then vodkas. Then the crowd swells. The music starts. The lights buzz. And fun is to be had. Someone has the gear, and you had me at hello. Oh my god, I want to go out. He's got me. Let's go party. Yeah, let's finish up. That was these. awesome. Let's walk out of uh, Wayne Jackson Studios. You had me Pick at hello. Yeah. That is a, like a kind of a Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, it was. <laughs> like, it was. Like, the, you know, we're outside of Vegas when we saw the bats. I yeah. want to have like a little kind of a drum bit. Yeah, yeah. Wow, he's really getting in depth there. What Robert. now, brown bureaucrat? The grad swells. The music. Stars. Let's burst. Fun. It's to be had. <laughs> Do you think Robbo was there? Someone. That's a gear. And you had me. Uh, well, I actually, uh, I've seen Clarko before. Uh, I've actually in seen... In the street. Yeah, no, no. This wasn't you in Adelaide, was it? Yeah, yeah. Come on, mate. Just start punching on with him. No, he was, uh, when I went to uh, high school at Wesley, he was one of the PE teachers at the time. Oh, no, really? that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's he awesome. was... Um, was he an insane PE teacher? Well, no, he was pretty insane. Like, I had him, he filled in for a couple of our classes, and I had mates who had him for, like, a full year. Yeah. But the best thing about it was when you had him right, he didn't matter what sport he was teaching, what he'd do is he'd just look at all the kids in the, in the class and then just pick the best team yeah. against the worst team. And he would sit there and actually coach the best team. And it was usually like pretty much all the jocks or people were playing first basketball, yeah. first... Yeah. And it didn't matter what it was because be, you'd be playing water polo and it'd just be all the jocks just loving sport and yeah. all the nerves just going, oh, I hate yeah. this. All the kids in wheelchairs down the shallow end. <laughs> this is shit. <laughs> so you think maybe he was just kind of practising his skills during the week? Well, I think he was already there because he, he coached first first uh, football for, uh, yep. for Wesley and uh-huh. did really quite well. And yeah. then from then... Oh, you've got to coach on. a team in your own right. Yeah, We've true. always said that here <laughs> at the <same> time. <laughs> but he was just like... But it's funny because when you go to, like, you know, one of those prestigious schools, you get, like, you get those kind of, yeah. like, people. Like, I remember, like, I remember once, this is off topic, but we had warning come in and give us a bowling lecture. That's great. A like, bowling lecture? A bowling, like, bowling coach. No, no, yeah. you just heard it. said bowling. <laughs> <laughs> but he wouldn't give us anything, and we were just like, "Oh, oh!" he wouldn't. Like he just gave us nothing. Until one of my mates goes, "Hey, what do you drive?" And then he just went, "Got a brand new BMW." And then he just lit up, and then talked about the car. And then he was present. But before that, he wouldn't give us anything until really? just like classic warning, classic warning. And so. So, so was Clarko ever angry? Sorry, Michael. Uh, no, not that I saw. I was like, but it's that thing where it was just like, for him it was clearly a stopgap to what he really wanted yeah, to do. Yeah. Like, he would get into it, but otherwise... Oh, I, I think coaching Hawthorne's a stopgap to getting back into PE teaching. <laughs> yeah, true, true. He really <laughs> wants to tackle, really tackle a VCE class yeah, one exactly. day. exactly. Yeah. Just get that netball team happening. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, like, it was just that thing where it's just like, how many other coaches have gone down that path? I, they, they're all teachers, aren't they? Or a lot of them are. Well, I was coached by, and you've got to be fucking old to know this, the only reason I know him is because he was our teacher, Alan mm-hmm. Noonan, who played for Essendon in, I think, in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And he was our footy coach, and he was great. Like, yeah. He would be like, he was just, he knew the game, and it was just it gave us a leg up on every other team oh, yeah. that we were playing against. Because he'd be like, you know, playing at all times and run and all this sort of shit, and then we'd go across 
from the primary school, we'd go across the road to a clinic and we'd get uh, injected with stuff. Yeah. It was really good. Like, we, were, we were a really good primary school team. But I reckon what would kill you is if you go the other way. Like, I remember because I played, I played first basketball at yeah. school and then we had, like, an ex-NBL player. So he's had his career uh-huh. and then he has to go teach yeah, a whole right. bunch of year 10s. Like, yeah, look, I think the phrase ex-NBL player is always going to be an end, sadly. <laughs> It's kind of usually, it's already pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you recognise me? Uh, captain of the Cairns Taipans. <laughs> um, do you reckon Clyco would know you if you saw No, him? no, no. Because he only filled in. Like, I never had oh, yeah. him for a full... For yep. a full year. But I, I know people who did have him. But he didn't stick around for too long. Mm-hmm. No, it's shit to do, mate. Premiership Yeah, it's pretty Well, yeah, he's always in the system. Mm. And uh, you said something too about you went to the AFL Hall of Fame dinner? Yeah, I got, to, I got to go there. Uh, this what? Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The AFL Hall of Fame dinner. I got to go uh, on behalf of Foxtel. Thank you, Foxtel. Open Slather, 7.30 on Sunday. Oh, okay. So were you inducted for most of the last causes watch for free? <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is the thing. Look, we, uh, me and, uh, and another uh, member on the show, Dave Eastgate, uh, were asked if we wanted to go. Yeah. And we were just great. like, we'd love to. Of course yeah. you would. We you were would. like, and, and then the, best, the most exciting thing was, is like, um, we were just like, we had a couple of drinks beforehand. Like, who do you want to see? Who do you want to meet? And I yep. just wanted to meet all the Carlton greats. Yeah. But this is the thing, we got to walk the red carpet, which we were very excited about. But it was that classic moment when we arrived. Uh, like, the photographer was just like, who's this? Yeah. Who yep. are these guys? Like, they're idiots. And then, seriously, I remember walking in and just getting goosebumps straight away because... That's awesome. Everyone was there. Like, I remember just walking up there and just seeing... Um, who was it? It was um, Rebecca Judd. The Re- <laughs> Rebecca Judd. Yeah. All I remember was just like, were the, the Loney brothers there? The, <laughs> well, no. But this, this is what I loved is when Akamanis got the. Um, his speech was hilarious. His speech way. was hilarious. But my favourite is the music that they had. Right. <laughs> Every time uh, some of the Hall of Famer went up. Yeah. Was um, the Birdie Dance. No, we rule the world by Coldplay. It was the same uh, really? song. Yeah. Yeah. So every time someone came. So I went outside after Ackermaster's speech. Didn't they sing it before? Didn't they have a choir sing it? The rural yeah, 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 they did, they did. Yeah. Hey, whoa, whoa, they didn't have One Day in September by Mike Brady? No. <laughs> whoa, AFL, don't step outside the I have boundaries. Been. It was an amazing night. Yeah, like, it, it was. Been. It was tight, it was just, it was like, it was exciting, and all the speeches were hilarious. Pluggers was great. Pluggers was, like, because I remember speaking to Jarrett Waitley afterwards, because I'm a massive fan of Jarrett Waitley, yeah, great. and I was just like, but he said he had, like, a list of questions, because he was expecting one-word answers, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Plugger just kept riffing away. Yeah. Like, just going, oh, this, and then when this happened... Like, I think my favourite line is like, yeah, this is my second function for the year. Like, he doesn't get out much. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no. It's not greyhounds, it's not happening. But I remember, I, I was like, oh, we rule the world. I was like, why are they using the same song? So I go outside and have a cigarette and Akamanis' brother's there, who I actually thought was Akamanis because they look exactly the same. Who wrote the email? Wrote the email saying the coach is shit. Oh, I did too. Oh, remember did. that? Yeah. Remember that? No, I don't well, Acker wrote it, but he blamed yeah. it on his brother. Imagine yeah. Acker's brother, how much shit that guy would cop in the street. Well, this is the, this is the thing. I, I, I couldn't believe how much they look alike. And then, so anyway, I'm having a cigarette and I was like, he goes, uh, like, oh, you, you look a lot. He goes, yeah, no, I'm Ackermaster's brother. And I was like, oh, congratulations. You know, like, it's amazing. Like, mm. Congratulations on being the brother of a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rub it in. But I was like, you know, and the song they played, like, you know, did you know? It's like, we rule the world. And he goes, rule the world. It's just a game of footy. 
I was just like, yeah, fair enough. Like wow. he was like, yeah. he can still take the piss out of his brother, though he'd probably just you know receive one of the most prestigious. Bit of real talk from Macca's brother. Oh, what happens? Did you see Robbo? We're fascinated by Robbo. To see Robbo at the function, she loves the function. She loves the Hall of Fame function. Mate, every year. getting a bourbon and coke. Absolutely adores it. Sure, you see Mate, Harley, Harley I... Bennell lining up to punch him. <laughs> I, 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 no, but I started looking for all the, the Carlton greats. So yep. then I saw, saw Diesel cornered him for a second and just went... I was just like, oh, my God, massive fan. Can I grab a photo? But I think he was just confused with where he was with all the knocks yeah, to the yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't see you coming either. So. Uh, uh, thank you, young lady. Uh, but, it was that, <laughs> but it was that weird thing. It was like, you know, you have a couple of drinks. And throughout the night, you just, you know, there was that moment where they go, can all the Hall of Famers please stand up? Mm-hmm. Just stand up? And, oh. No, no, there was this joke with me and Dave went, how funny it would be. And then we look at the Foxtel people who invited us and went, don't, don't, don't. Not a good idea. Not comedy now. <laughs> yeah. and then, but then they all stood up and general goosebumps. Like, I can go yeah. back to that moment and go, they're all here. Yeah. Like, all of them are here. Like, I was like, you know, heard he's there. I was like, why are you, Richo? Like, yeah. you know, like, but it was just like they were all there. Lou Richards did a shit in his pants. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. <laughs> what, but, did you, what did you eat? Uh, we had what did you eat? <laughs> it was really good food. Uh, I had the chicken. Okay. It was, it was delicious. Yeah, yeah Palmer. That's really what? exciting. No. <laughs> <laughs> sausage <laughs> roll. Sausage, <laughs> sausage rolls. You get red roasted chicken and yeah. chips. <laughs> but it was just but it was going around and, me, and like just yeah, just meeting them all. Because after a couple of drinks, you're like, oh, I'm not gonna talk to them. And then mm. after, you know, maybe six or seven. Bit, yeah. yeah, you're just like Oh, who's there? Who's there? Like, yeah. I, I, when, you know, I wanted to talk to Sheeds and, and, yeah. and meet him and get a photo. And, yeah. But they were, all, they were all great. How many people were people like you, do you reckon? Not many. Yeah. So I mean, mostly football-based people. Mostly football-based people. And then, and then also, I think there was a lot of media people as well. Yep. So, like, a lot of people, there was a lot of journalists on yep. our table. Because they have their media wing, which has quite a few people in it as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But, um, but it's yeah, interesting because it's just like, it's, it's every, everyone was there. Like, <laughs> who's who? Like, I don't know, like, I think I had the moment where I saw Lee Matthews talking to Barassi, right? Yep. And I was walking, and then Styx comes up and starts talking to them. And I was like, just, <laughs> just, just the three of them together. Yeah. And then I bump into something, and I was like, spilled my beer, and I was sorry. And it's like, Richo. And I was just like, where am I? Like, yeah. Yeah, actually, amazing. why am I here? <laughs> yeah. I think that's more the question. Can anyone see my erection? Yeah, yeah. that's incredible. That's incredible. Oh, well, next year, Benny, we'll do, we'll, you'll go again. I'll go again. We'll come along, because we're going to be inducted into the junk time, in, the, the media wing, yeah. junk time hall of fame. Well, this is the thing. I reckon we'll you. you could easily get in there. Ah, really? Okay. Yeah, because the, the security's pretty weak. Like, there's two guys. <laughs> so it's Crown. It's Crown. Yep. It's at the podium. And you wait for the first, like, hall of famer. Yep. You had a Here touch. Now, you know we're hearing three-quarter time. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have a ticket? Did you have to get ticked off by people? When yeah, you got right them? at the start. Yeah. You go, like, what's your, what's your name? And they tick you off and they let you in. But after that, that those those beautiful people at the front with the yep, iPads, yep, yep. they're not there anymore. Yeah, that's yep. a very good point, isn't it? Because once they've checked off that, you can just kind of wander around. You just won't have a seat. But you can yeah, be in there. But you can be in there. You yeah. can get, just, like, just hang out the bar. refreshed. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And there were a couple of empty seats there. So you could just sit down. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. We should try that next year. Yeah. Try and get in there. We're, we're, we're there. I mean, we'll try and get other people in. Yeah, good point. Actually, yeah. we'll be obviously uh, inducted there. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the topic of football is in real life, you had... Have Are you going to say Dalliance? <laughs> a personal relationship with one of your North Melbourne heroes. I do, yeah. I was uh, very privileged to go on uh, Anthony Stevens' Bucks night. Awesome. Now, obviously, you were mates with him. You don't just buy this. This isn't, like, a part of a package. <laughs> We, um, you knew Steve-O. I knew Steve-O, yeah. yeah. Steve-O uh, lived in East Keeler at the time. Okay. okay. And I lived in uh, East Keeler at the time too. We'll, we'll uh, 
gloss over the fact that I was probably about 26, 27, still living at home with mum, yeah, but he good. lived di- diagonally behind us was that near with JB, his mum. Was that near JB Hi-Fi? Uh, no, it was on the other side oh, okay. of uh, Miliara Road. Yep. yep. But that is the original JB Hi-Fi. I That's know. very good I knowledge know. there. I know JB's son. Closed down now. Yeah. No longer oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, the original JB's oh, gone. They ran out of business and kept throwing <laughs> hammers through the window. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you become friends with So uh, just after... So a group of mates and I would go to the footy every week, which we still do. We went to the uh, 96 grand final night function uh, after we won the premiership. And, yeah, I was just chatting to Steve over there, and I said, oh, I'm a local, I live in East Kill. I knew he lived where he lived. Yeah. I'd stalked him, so yeah. <laughs> this was just my introduction to him, and said, oh, I just live diagonally behind you. He said, oh, you should come round sometime. And I was like, really? And he said, yeah, 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 come round. Very down-to-earth, casual guy. Also very pissed. He's just won a grand final. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't take him his word yeah, there, but you have. It's made I literally, literally yes. Yeah. So I was round there on a Sunday morning. Yeah. He wasn't home, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, under the tunnel. And... Um, yeah, so I caught up with him over the summer. He used to go back up to um, uh, Tatura, where he's from, mm-hmm. over over summer when they had a break. And so you just wandered over and just knocked on the door? Yeah, yeah. Just had a yeah. few cans with you or something? No, 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 no drinking beer. Just said hello and stuff like that and had a bit of a chat. And yeah. How weird was that? Very bizarre. Yeah. Like, really like you, strange. You the to go, can we, can we be better? Can we, exactly. Can we be friends? <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know how... I don't really don't know how, how it sort of trans, transpired. Well, it sounds, like, but it sounds like he's pretty desperate. So you, were, you became friends. <laughs> and so it was in the lead-up to him getting married, and he said, you should come along to my Bucks night. And again, I was sort of like, really? So like, how long have you known him at this stage when he's not said, long, Not bucks? long at all. Months, few months, three, four months or something so like that. So you've been over there for beers? You'd hung out a little bit? Or? Yeah, hung out a little bit, but we're not, we weren't best buddies. Not Bucks invite buddies. Not Bucks invite buddies. Okay. Right. But I was, uh, I was happy to oblige, so... Um, you know, I'd have a story down the track to yeah. tell. So, and um, and this was the marriage. This was the marriage, the to, marriage. to to Kelly Stevens. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. And I, I I don't know much about it, but I would say that there would be an unending love. Am I right? Are they still together? <laughs> they're divorced. I, are they? What? Yeah, they unfortunately. Why would divorced. they get divorced? Yeah. I see no reason for two people who are in love <laughs> to get divorced, Michael. Oh, but anyway, so you went to the Bucks. Yep. By yourself, like only knowing Steve-O? Really only knowing Steve-O. Um, and I think I'd met his brother Gary and his other brother Michael. Yep. Uh, who played for Port Adelaide and then played for North later on. Mm-hmm. But really only sort of knew them. So I was very much on the outer and feeling quite uncomfortable. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just I shouldn't be here. I really should be going sort of thing. Um, but I hung around. Um, where did you go? Where did it kick off? So we went to a pub uh, up the top of uh, Elizabeth Street, you know, where the big roundabout is Oh yeah. up there. I can't remember what the name oh, the of the turf pub. club. Might have been. Mm. Might have been. Um, that's where it started. Yep. Uh, it got very messy very early. You know, typical... How many Kangas footballers? Not many Kangas footballers there. Mark Roberts was there, Fridge Roberts. Yep. Uh, probably out with uh, Kelly. Glenn Archer. <laughs> <laughs> so Archer was there. Glenn Archer was there. Shinbone of the century. Um, before you ask, Wayne Carey was not there. Um, I just find that weird that as a football uh, club, that you're very tight, that you just go, it'd be almost a blanket invitation to a buck. To everyone, yeah. Well, also, they talked about part of the spirit of that team was that they were... Always, always hanging together. out together. They what go. month was this? Is this uh, off-season? Uh, yeah, off-season, yep. yep. Um, yeah, I think it was mostly just his mates from up Shepparton Way, basically, okay. and a few yep. a few footballers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and it was just... It was a typical Bucks night, you yep. know. Like, Strippers, drunk guys, yep. broken yeah. glass. Uh, book club. Book, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Took our knitting. 
Yeah. Um, and then you also had a relation. You still have a relationship with Steve Allen? No, you? Yeah. no, no, wouldn't. Um, so how, how long after? So how long no. after were mates? Like yeah, the Bucks? Oh, as long as he sort of lived in yeah in, in East Keela, and I, I was there. I probably moved out not long after that, twelve yep. months or something like and that. And that was yeah. over. Yeah, no, yeah, it doesn't write. No. So just clarify, very disappointing. Uh, you were twenty eight when you moved out of the place. <laughs> Circa twenty eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so you're telling a story about uh, Steve Kernahan as well on the t- topic of footballers in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I was running my own graphic design business, uh, and this is going back uh, mid '90s, I think it must have been. Oh, so sticks at his at his peak. Oh, at oh, his yeah. absolute peak. Yeah, his '95 peak. And uh, and Vizzy uh, had just started up a, a recycling, or they hadn't just started up, but they were doing recycling to offices. Uh-huh. So he rang up and wanted one of those big blue wheelie bins to put, you know, the paper in from the colour laser printers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I just rung up and said, you know, just start up my own business, want to get one of these recycling bins, do the right thing by the environment. And they put me on to the sales rep, Stephen, who I didn't know was Stephen Kernahan, and I'd left him... So hang on, Carlton were pretending to hire people... Even like back 25. then. Oh, this, is, this, is before, this is before the Judd Vizzy deal. Yeah, this right. is way back ago, when. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> Peter McKenna still worked there at the time, I think, too. Really? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Collingwood player? Ex, yeah. yeah. Slash singer? Working. Yep. Slash commentator? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'd left oh, probably half a dozen phone calls for this sales rep, Stephen, to organise... One busy recycling bin. Did you not pick it up from his voice message? Well, I couldn't get on to him. This was before mobiles. Oh, okay. So I'm just leaving messages, you know, receptionists and say, yeah, I'll get him to call you. You know, two weeks would go by, I'd ring up another one again. He finally got back to me. He said, oh, look, I'm I'm really sorry I didn't get back to you. There's a journalist named Cameron hassling me, and I thought it was you. Yep. Cam. Yep. Sorry, journalist. <laughs> and then we finally managed to arrange a time for him to come out. Did you know it was sticks then? Yes, then okay, I did. Right. Then I did. So then I was excited because my grandma buried for Carlton, my dad buried for Carlton. Yep. This is fantastic. Yeah. And finally uh, arranged a time for him to come out and drop the, visi- the recycling bin off. And I'd been waiting about an hour and a half and I had a meeting at like, you know, it was 1.30. Yeah. I had a meeting to go to at 3. Yeah. I thought, I can't wait any longer. I've got to go. Lo and behold, he turns up. And so, Classic oh, sticks. I know. Saves a day. This is the weirdest thing I've ever heard, I think, by the way. Yeah. The players sing Daryl Braithwaite's The Horses after stirring interstate triumphs. How is that? That's the way it's got to be. Is that horses? Yeah. That's horses. Well, how is that? Imagine that as a group, like you're standing around, Hodgie, one of the hardest men in the world. (laughs) Yeah. So they, so they sing the theme song, yeah, and then they go into horses. Yeah, not long after, they they, they dim the lights. Good, a good. They stand around their handbags. So, yeah, and it was brought in by Brent Guerra. Yes, Goo. Goo was the original songbird. That says on AFA website. Uh, it really tracks who's Clark. You know where he heard it first was down at the, uh, okay. uh, the TAB. Well, it's appropriate. The horses. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, and then they also used to sing another song called uh, The Animated Greyhounds. <laughs> it's a great song. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor goo. Three jobs are on offer. Yeah, I mean, we should get an interview at one of the clubs. Obviously, we've missed a boat with Carlton. We didn't put our applications in. Oh, yet. not yet. Yeah, I mean, know. let's not get ahead of ourselves. And no official announcement yet. Yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, it's still doors open. But also, Essendon, I think it's the kind of job where we, we can't make things any worse. Yep. And so we might as well go in there. And any improvement will be hailed as legends of the club. 
What do we do? All right, what's our what's our policy? What's our policy on firstly? Um, firstly, I mean, I would say get Danky back in. Get Danky right back in. And you know, a weapon. These players can't run out of game. I'm getting the weapon. I'm getting Shane Carter. I'm getting the I'm getting the the, the holy trinity back together. Yeah, with the guy who killed Carl Williams. We're getting them all back in there. <laughs> we're getting them in, and we are going to have fuck. We're going to have a super strong team. Yeah, and also um, spongier floor. That's one of my main yeah. things. I don't, I don't, I don't want people to be able to walk. I want it to be so spongy. People yeah. just bounce around, bouncing around. They, yeah. they train on a on a jumping castle. Actually, in fact, I'll just make the whole floor a trampoline. Yeah, that's what I want. That'd be great. Um, gonna Can move... you imagine the hangers you're taking. Yeah, perfect. Um, and that's great training. Move back to Windy Hill. No, yeah. actually, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Okay, we're going to move back to the East Melbourne ground that they used to play at back in you know. The, Nineteen hundred, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, the rail yards. It's now, and so we're going to move the move, and we're not going to make it a footy <laughs> no, ground. We're, we're going to ch- make it a footy ground. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have the trains still going through. Yeah. Keep people on their toes. <laughs> Bit of circle work around <laughs> the around the, uh, the eight fifteen from Sandringham. <laughs> a few weeks ago, with a friend of the show Charlie Clawson, we'd been talking about. Tim Watson doing a cameo on yeah. Home and Away. Yes, and you two both called me a fucking idiot and yep. said that Peter didn't happen. Did. Yep. Now, lucky. Has found the clip, really on Daily Motion. We'll put it up on our website, so Twitter and Facebook. And it's Tim Watson in his cameo uh-huh. on Home and Away. And so I thought what we'd do is we'd uh, read the transcript. Oh, we've got the script. Got the transcript here. Okay. So, so who's playing Tim? Uh, I'll play Tim. Yeah, because it's that's fair enough. There's a little boy in it, and it's a bit of a stereotype for me to play a little boy. Okay, sure. <laughs> you do do that a lot. Uh, police have told you to stop. Aired roughly uh, August the 2nd, 1991. Yep. So that was a good year for Essendon, let me think. 91, they come off the grand final loss. Yes, um, but Hawthorne. No, Hawthorne and West Coast played off. They were did. Were Essendon top four so, that year? But Geelong were in the... No, Melbourne were in the prelim. Geelong were in the finals and St Kilda were in the finals... Yeah, yeah, St Kilda and Geelong played in the elimination final yeah, at Waverley. Right. Yeah. No, I don't know if Essendon were very good that year. So he yeah. had time he had time to go away. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. good point. <laughs> um, so he would have asked Sheets. He would have said Sheets, uh, home and away, and Sheets would have gone, mate, do it. It's go good for you. Learning experience. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Like the people of New South Wales have no fucking idea who you mm. are, but do it anyway, mate. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if he might have been working at Channel 7 at the time, maybe late, I'm not might totally sure. he have been retired that year? When did he retire? Because remember he got called out of retirement. Actually, that's a good captain, point. Or no, played a part of the Baby Bombers in 93. Yeah, that's a, let's have a quick little look. I've got a feeling at the end of 91 he might have retired. So he thought, you know why? Because he thought, fucking home and away. Yeah. Here I come, I don't have football. I'm going Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, here we go, end of 91. He... Uh, get, da, 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 come back... Let's have a look. Did he come back for one year? Yeah, I think so. Came back in 93. And he retired for the first time, end of 91. End of 91. So he did get ahead of himself. He went, this home and away thing. So, yeah, like literally, if this aired August 2, the season would have ended late August. Yep. And he was like, I'm out of here. Yeah, he would have gone, given Sheed the double birds. Yeah. Both of them. Goes, mate, I mean... See these? It's fucking me going to Summer Bay. Yeah, yeah. So up yours, Sheets. He's picturing, you know, having his own series, having his own yeah. everything. So we can totally understand what... Would it just be called Tim? Okay. Oh, oh, Essendon made the finals. I thought they did. Played okay. Melbourne and Essendon. Right. Um, in that elimination final, and uh, I'd say the Bombers lost by just under 40 points. Okay, well, you can understand why they lost, because uh, Tim Watson's focus was elsewhere. Yeah, definitely. Let's have a look at how many touches he got. <laughs> 
Tim Watson got nine kicks, two handballs for 11. So you're probably thinking, I can't compete at the highest level. Yeah, I need to retire. In the heat of September, yeah. I've been found wanting. Yep. You might have got, I might have got injured that day. Um, and so I'm going to hang up the boots. Yeah. And also I've got to keep my face pretty. Yes. Because yeah. one thing, he's, he's strikingly handsome in the uh, thinger. It's very young. It's like 24 years ago. Yeah. Uh, Full head of hair. Uh, yeah, yeah. Foppish hair. Yeah, yeah. Like very, very youthful. Very yeah. youthful. Well, he started um, when he was 12, so... Yeah, true. So he's like, I'm, I'm done. Have, have a year off. Yep. Come back. Win a flag. Win a flag. <laughs> <laughs> As we all do. Now... So you're reading Tim. I'm reading... Uh, I've got Bobby and Sam here. Yeah. How about I read Bobby and okay. you can read Sam? Now, Bobby, I'm pretty sure was a lady. Yeah, Bobby was the... I think the mum of Sam or maybe the adoptive mum of Sam. Okay, so Sam's remember. the kid. Yeah, Sam's about a bond, about uh, seven, eight years old. All right. And they're in a hotel foyer sitting on a couch. Or it seems like a hotel of yeah, some okay. type. So can you do Bobby in a high register so we know that it's a lady okay. before you do You'll be able to make the difference, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, let's and, do uh, this. And, yeah, okay, so Bobby's sitting there and with can uh, you read the Sam. direction? Yes, I shall. Great. All right, Done. here we go. So home and away, 2nd of August, yeah. 1991. Bobby. Now, Sam... No... I need... This needs okay. to be, it's a lady, mate. Bobby. It, you need to okay. do it properly. Bobby. Go. Now, Sam, I don't want you to get your hopes up. For all we know, they might have... They might even take him out another way. Okay, stage directions. Tim Watson is walking with a group of about five business people. Uh, we don't know what they are working on. There he is. Hey, Tim. That's Bobby. I don't think he heard you. Tim. Tim hears, turns around. G'day, mate. G'day. Want me to sign that for you? He's got a football in his arm. Right. He's saying. You want me to sign that for you? You got a pen? I should have one in here somewhere. (laughs) It's so good of you, Mr Watson. We didn't think you'd seen us. Well, I couldn't ignore another footballer, could I? What's your name, mate? Sam. And who do you play for? I play with my uncle, Donald, in Summer Bay. He said to say hello. That would be Donald Flathead Fisher, principal. Right. Yeah, who I think turned out to be the father of Bobby. Okay, this is getting weird. I Mm. thought it was his uncle. Fuck, that's deliverance up in Summer Uh, Bay. Bobby's a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Father. Hang on, but it says I play with my uncle, Donald. Yeah. But isn't that her... Oh, I'm confused. Oh, no, that'd be uncle, not grandfather. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, It's a long time ago. (laughs) Uh, Tim again. Hang on, let me go back to that. Okay. I play with my uncle Donald in Summer Bay. He said to say hello. Did he now? Well, make sure you say hi for me. I think I've got one in here somewhere. I've got one. Now, this is weird. Tim earlier said, do you have a pen so I can sign the ball? And Bobby's fishing around her handbag yeah. trying to find one. And she's still saying, I think I've got one here. I don't quite know. But and that's classic Tim, Tim Watson. He, Tim goes, I've got one, and then pulls a pen out of his pocket. Yeah, but uh, that is, uh, that, that's real life. That is classic Tim Watson. He would never sign anything for you. He, uh-huh. always, he doesn't want to waste ink. Make you earn it. Yeah. yeah. You want an autograph, mate. Well, you bring your own fucking Sharpie. I'll tell you what, what's coming up. Okay, You're talking cool. about wasting ink. All right. Um, I think I've got one in here somewhere. I've got one. Do you like school, Sam? Sometimes. Sometimes. Well, you better make sure you give it your best shot. I will. Good on you. Thanks. Hey, it's your pen. No, keep it for your schoolwork. See, he's giving away the pen now. Fucking hell, man. Throwing ink away. This guy's just messing with his child's head. Fucking hell. Um, Thanks. Keep it for your schoolwork. Yeah, thanks. All right, then. I'll see you around, mate.
okay. And then Tim walks towards the door, mm-hmm. where the five business people are waiting for him. Yep. Stops, turns around. Hey, Sam, who's your favourite footballer? Warwick Kappa. Tim and his companions laugh. <laughs> they laughed, but he died a little on the inside yeah, there, didn't he? Fucking kid. Yeah. Shall we um, go through a couple of things that happened there, Adam? Yes, absolutely. Um, our old friend, JJD. Oh, were you yeah. hanging with him? Uh, no, I, 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 I kept out a cursory glance for him. Yeah. Like, I wasn't going to be too... I went down to the spot where I normally stand, but this yep. was like two hours before the game. Yeah, okay. Took a photo. He's got better things to do. <laughs> yes, he did take a no photo. No one was there. Yeah. But uh, I, I can't imagine he would have been sitting there, even even though it is, you know, he probably likes to keep his routine. Yeah. But also, he's now a hobnobber with the AFL, and so well, he probably gets some pretty sweet tickets. But fact. also, he would have been with the other Hawthorne parents, wouldn't he? Oh, maybe, maybe. I would have thought yeah. they'd put them all together. He might have been with ISD and LBM. Yep. Like uh, we talked about, uh, we got tweets about earlier this year. Yeah. But here's the story. This shows what the, how great the man is, okay? Mm. Article in The Age the day after about scalping. It's a... It's a scourge on society. Yeah, it's, it's horrific. It's terrible. Yeah. And there were people it's worse than around. ice. You can hear them walking around. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, Adelaide man, Shane Retschke, said he was approached by about four different men trying to sell tickets from $500 to $600. Yeah. He it's said, not bad, though. It's a bit dodgy, he said. Hmm. It's a bit dodgy. You don't know. I wasn't surprised, but to be legit... You have to sell them at face value. That's bullshit, Shane. Yeah, they're scalpers, mate. Yeah. They're not doing it. They're not doing you a favour. <laughs> yeah, it's not a community service, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, good Samaritans walking around. Yeah, they go, what? mate, uh, cost me 400 I'll give you 200 Yeah, actually. I just want you to enjoy the game. I just want you. Are uh, you a Hawthorne supporter? No, he was an Adelaide neutral. He didn't back for either. Yeah. And so I was like... Oh. No, but he's... Uh, oh, Shane is. Yeah, Shane's a neutral. What the fuck are you buying tickets for, Shane? <laughs> go back to Adelaide, buddy. <laughs> so Shane's hanging out. Uh, first time trying to go to the grand final. But not barracking for either team. He said he wasn't that desperate. Okay. All right. So we stop. What he's he's just what's Shane doing? He's just wandering past the gym and goes, you know what? I think I'm going to pop oh, in. I'm going to the grand final. <laughs> oh, I didn't know it was this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was usually last week in September. Hmm. Mike Brady told me it was. Oh, look at that. There's, there's uh, Jared Healy. There's yeah. David King. They're going through the tactics. This is unbelievable. Okay. So he, here it happens, right? Is that the wolf back on his, in October? <laughs> Wait a second. I, can, I think I can hear wolf back. <laughs> is that purple? I think that's purple. I think that's the best news broker in the game. Purple. Yeah, yeah. Um, he got the, he later got the shock of his life Ooh. when Hawthorne player Jack Gunston's dad Ray, former CEO at Essendon, walked up and gave him a free ticket. What? Shane says, I feel so relieved when people are selling them for five hundred or six hundred bucks, and Jack Gunston's dad comes up and just give me one. That's insane. Mr. Goreshi said. JDD yeah. wandered up, handed him a of ticket. Of course this guy's going, it's great. Yeah, you saved yourself 500 <laughs> bucks, of course. Of oh, the goodness of his own heart. It's just, he said, look, fellow, fellow football fan. Yeah, not fellow, even the fellow right team. Brethren. Yep. Let me, let me stand here before you and hand over this little piece of paper. I will not accept money for this. Where did JJD get it? That's what I want to know. He did, he <laughs> well, did bash probably, for it. Probably a spare. He's probably sitting up there next to Gillen. Yeah. This guy from Adelaide, Shane. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Gil, tell us about your property portfolio. <laughs> so isn't that incredible? JJD. And then on top of that, so uh, Stuart. Maybe JJD stood someone up. They go, oh, Gil, Gil, uh, Jack, uh, Jack Gunson's dad, I, I got you this ticket. Yeah, thanks, man. I'll see you up there. And then, and then Shane sits down. They're like, who the fuck are you? Yep. Oh, this guy, this, uh, this guy with a moustache gave me this uh, ticket. Oh, 
Let's give everyone tickets. Okay, Stuart, he uh, sent us a tweet. Um, Big chance for JGD to make some sweet coin there, though. He could have got a fat check. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stuart sent us a tweet. Uh, had a photo mm-hmm. with JDD. Yep. Who we haven't seen for a couple of months. I'm, nah. worried, I'm worried sick. I'm glad that people are keeping up to date so we know where he is. Well, you know where he is. He's been giving out tickets, Michael. Well, yeah. So I, um, it's I, like fucking Batman. I said to Stuart, hey, can you tell us what the story is here? Uh, Stuart replied, after a terrific day at the G, I was lucky enough to score an invite to the Hawks grand final dinner at Crown. Very lucky. Yeah. Through the sea of people, I noticed JGD yep. across the room and decided to head over a quick chat and a photo. Love it. A humble man. No need, no need to add that to you. We know that. We know that. He's we just know. giving away a grand final ticket. You might just say, JGD. And we yeah. go, a humble, <laughs> humble man. man. Yeah. A humble man. Yeah. Generous man. Yeah. JGD could not quite understand why I wanted to speak to him rather than his son. I explained that he was a favourite of junk time and we chatted about what a terrific move Jack had made coming back from Adelaide. I asked JGD about his new role in the AFL and he said it was great. He said it was great. As we parted ways, JGD thanked me for the chat. Class act. Yeah. And then JGD called the cops and said, (laughs) what the fuck is junk time? Why are they always talking about me? I've heard rumours that people take photos of me at the game. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're going to wrap up shortly, but can I take you through one thing, Adam? Absolutely. Um, We've talked about it, I think, previously. Uh, It's a book from everyone's legend, uh, The Rat by John Platten. Mm -hmm. So this came out... The book's just called The Rat, is it? The Rat... Yep, just called the rat. Just the rat yeah. Oh, a football braveheart. Probably wouldn't have said he was that, but no, sure. No, get out of there. He's a little fella who could make good. And it's it's autographed, by the way. It is, and I have no memory of this. So we I've only found this recently. It says to Michael, Happy birthday, John Platten, in bracket in kind of little commas, the rat. Now I have no memory of getting that autograph. So either someone got that for me or Yeah. But it's good to a little bit of person personal from the rat. Oh yeah, it's a great touch. That book is worth like at least nine dollars now. Yeah, yep. With, without doubt. I, I love. There's a little blurb on the back that I just had a look at before, and it says, um, "So you know, you, you got to talk up the book on the on the back, so mm. people get a quick idea." It's uh, this is a story of one of the bravest footballers to ever pull on a boot. It's warm, honest, and at times just a little risque. Oh, really? well. so that lets you know it's going. Uh, it's going everywhere. Yeah, well, he's not holding back. There is actually a moment. That I've mentioned on the podcast before, but yeah. I don't think many people would kind of remember. And also, um, I've actually got the actual uh, the quotes quotes for it now, yep. instead of um, just uh, just opening it up here. Sorry, folks. Although you picked out a funny photo. Yeah, so as, as all good footy books need, you need photos to document, to actually prove that he played football. Yep. Otherwise, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, but there's also a picture of him out the front of the Prince Alfred Hotel in Melbourne, near Melbourne University. Yeah, PA's on Grattan Street, which I used to go to all the time. And I, I vaguely remember him owning it, but I don't remember seeing him there. I don't think I saw him there. I, I remember going to that pub too after times at Melbourne Uni. PA's, mate. Dollar pots. And uh, uh, it says, I'm one of the partners in Prince Alfred Hotel opposite Melbourne Uni. We have excellent tucker, especially the porterhouse steaks. So in between talking about, you know, the 89 grand final, yeah, there's a little plug for, <laughs> for the menu down at the... For the Porter so, so you could go in there now and go, hey, uh, I was reading the Rats book. Yeah, I know we're 18 years later. But, <laughs> what do you uh, reckon the Porter House is good? Says the Porter House would be worth a go. I actually, because uh, I did used to drink there quite, quite a bit, I won 100 pots. Oh, no way. At PAs. Had to be done in a week. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm there like Tuesday, Tuesday just going, oh, God, this is really... Oh, I'm like, what, 13 odd a day? Yeah. 13, 14, yeah. Special it out. Anyway, you achieved it, yeah, <laughs> achieved yeah. it for five days yeah. to go. Well, I didn't have any of the porterhouse. I didn't want to <laughs> eat this cheap. Ah, oh, it's empty carbs. Um, so here's a column, which I've talked about before. Uh, sit back, enjoy me reading. Okay. Oh, God, this can be hard. The Rat by John Platten, page 142. None of us will ever forget the night Rod, Rob Kirk, Kirkby, our old sports psychologist, addressed us for the first time. Psychologists were new to football clubs at that stage, and many blokes didn't know how to take them. Oh, fair enough. Why would you? Yeah. I mean, coming in this, who are you? Who are who you, are mate? You're a psychologist? We're, what are you going to tell us, We're mate? muscle and brawn. We're, we're yep. tough and powerful. What are you just airy-fairy with your fancy degrees? Yeah, what are you going to show us those diagrams? We're going to tell you what's in the picture. Talk I don't about want to hear that. I don't want to talk about my stuff. We had a bunch of jokers at Hawthorne. Oh, didn't they indeed? Here we go. Didn't they indeed? What did the jokers get no, up to with the psychologist? I tell you what. Greg Deer, what a laugh. <laughs> and Rob must have wondered what he was getting himself into. Well, he probably didn't because he uh, he took. They said, "Do you want the job?" And he said, "Yes." So yeah, okay. he probably knew exactly. Yeah, how much? Yeah, I'm down there. Yeah, just come in and do like some shit station. They yeah. won't pay attention. I'll be out of there, <laughs> into the hot rod. I'm gone. He came into the room and said he was going to turn out the light. That's controversial. Players like lights. Players, they just need to see. They need to know. You mm-hmm. put them in darkness, and it's just no, it's, anything can go wrong. They're not butterflies. Not moths. He wanted us to all sit there for four or five minutes with our eyes closed, relaxing. Wow, so lights off and eyes closed. Yeah, for four or five minutes. That's a long time. That is a long time. Mm. I mean, if we shut down the lights now and stop talking for four or five minutes, it would get weird. Yeah. <laughs> I think people would tune out too. Yeah. So we'll do that next step. Yeah. Relaxing, imagining we're at the beach on a hot summer's day, sitting on the edge of the water with waves softly washing over our bodies. Okay, so he's trying to calm them. Yeah, I suppose so. It's like a medita- meditative thing. I'm a bit worried about the sun smart aspect of this, too. Yeah. I mean, Dermy would have been there. He was a redhead. Yep. That's no good. Well, Dipper? You know, not... Dipper would be quite oh, Dipper brown be by the end. Yeah. yeah. Very olive skin. Yep. Um, everyone was giggling and laughing. Oh. Well, that's not the thing to do on the beach. That's very disrespectful. Why are you giggling on the, on the beach? Very What's respectful. Funny? Kirkby. Yeah. Kirkby must be furious. <laughs> He'd almost be wanting to turn the lights on. I'd like to see Kirkby's side of the story. Yeah. And the Kirk, <laughs> a football psychologist Braveheart. Yeah. Kirkby, the darkness minutes. Yeah. Everyone was giggling and laughing, and then Dipper hopped up. How did he know it was Dipper? It's dark. <laughs> <laughs> this, this story, I'm picking holes in it. You can just hear this. 595. <laughs> and Dipper hopped up. Dropped his pants and showed what he'd been thinking about, exclamation mark. He had this huge erection. (laughs) Everyone just broke up. (laughs) Oh, God, I love it. So in a workplace. (laughs) A guy's not only got an erection, he's taking it out. And then showing it. And showing it to everyone. To another 40 men. And I'm sure many female um, uh, staff as well. Yeah. Bloody hell. But that maybe that is the bond separated Hawthorne from the best. Well, from that's the how Dipper calmed himself. Yep. yep. You might go to the beach. You might, you know, mm-hmm. switch up. Dipper. Yep. Chubs up. Oh, many times I've seen Dipper down at the beach with an enormous <laughs> erection. And you know he's calm. That's when you can approach him because uh-huh. you know he's in a relaxed state. <laughs> I mean, giggling and laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, at what point do you put that in the book? At what point? Like, because it's it's written uh, with Ken 
Peace? Pice? Yeah, I think it's Peace, yeah. Who does heaps of that stuff? Sports Yeah, Pice. Ghost, Ghost Rider. So, yeah, uh, a million. He's going, oh, I've got a good one for you, Ken. Okay, uh, okay. What's he got? Okay, let's... Uh, so, okay, we had a sports psychologist. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. Ooh, this could get emotional, actually. Yeah, yeah. Talking about your childhood. <laughs> We're in the dark. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. Really? Why the dark? Not the light. And uh, Dipper's just ripped out this massive cock. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, John, we can, um, <laughs> we, um, we might, okay, we'll work with it, <laughs> we'll work with it. How keen are you to get that into the book, uh, Johnny? <laughs> As we enjoy the port house here at the Prince Alfred. <laughs> I mean, is it... You know, maybe we could talk about premierships or the brown light. You want a plugger or... Are <laughs> <laughs> you really sure you want that in there? I mean, I mean, you're giving me a bit of a stare. I, I, you look pretty angry, though. I I'm not jumping yeah. on board straight away. I might do a bit of a rewrite. Is that all right? Yeah, I might just tweak it. Yeah. Just tweak it, soften it a bit. Just, just, <laughs> okay, yeah. now, jo- I know we talked earlier, but do we need five chapters on this? I don't think we need five yeah. chapters. Yeah, why do you keep going back to it? Yeah, I and don't then... think... Look, I like it, John, but I, I don't think it's a cover shot. <laughs> How about we call the book The Rat of Football Braveheart rather than <laughs> the Dipper's Direction? Because <laughs> there's a lot of Dipper's cock talk in it. I'm just, I'm not saying that it can't be in there, John. Yeah, John, look, and I don't know if you want to make it like a three part <laughs> series, John. Like, <laughs> no, I don't think I'll write the screenplay for that. Yeah. I think I'll be fine. I don't think, yeah. yeah. No, I don't think it's going to be yeah. something. That... <laughs> but no, I'll put, I'll, I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll get back to you. That's the way.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.